that shit that made it. I done got it out the mud. That's that shit that made it. That's that shit that made it. That's that shit that made it. I done got it. I done got it out the mud. That that shit that made me. I done ate up out that mud and it tastes like gravy. All I try to do is flip the foe into a baby. All I wanna do is flip the foe to feed my babies. Man, rest in peace to Snooty Wild, man. Like, I'm tired of saying rest in peace to artists and black creators, content creators. Like, it's just in our face. Like, somebody's dying daily. And I done got some news up on this situation that's kind of spooky. But I don't want to get into the spooky talk. I just want to show love and say rest in peace to Snooty Wild. Let's give him a moment of silence, man. Moment of silence. Yes, sir. So Snooty Wild, man, he had plenty of hits, man. He had Made Me, She's a Keeper, and the one everybody know, the one with Yo Got It. Yeah, yo. All I know is yeah, yo. So I got to read something like um, Snooty Wild, New York Times. They wrote something in the New York Times. And uh, I didn't know nothing about this till today or whatever, but he had, uh, he was 36 years old. You know what I mean? He had got killed. In Houston, Texas What was they saying on her? Okay He had songs with Gotti and T.I. We already talked about that He was a part of CMG, the label That's the spooky part You know what I'm saying? Because we know Dolph just passed away And it's crazy that all of these deaths are from murders It's not from Kodak got shot in L.A. just recently Like Violence is on at an all-time high And if you're an artist, man You gotta protect yourself by any means necessary I understand why the baby run around on go like how he stay on go And I don't blame him man But let's get on into the podcast man We get ready to talk to talk this show uh, We talking about beef and hip hop We talking about trap records Something that I pulled up on uh, Facebook and discussed with my guys Man in the uh, Trevor Jackson Podcast Facebook group If you ain't a part of that go ahead and Add yourself to the group man and Chop it up with your boys and then I had to Mount Rushmore or the NBA But we gonna get into that later on Let's get to it man Let's get to it So, you know what I mean? I named this podcast My Connoisseurial Duties Because I'm a connoisseur of Good Winning sports Like Winning I'm a, I'm a connoisseur of winning I'm a connoisseur of hip-hop I love trap music For some reason It's something about that trap music It, it just Feel like I got superpowers When I listen to it And I don't know why Can somebody get in the comment section And explain to me why We love beef Like beef and hip hop We love to hear people spar Back and forth Competition We love when we hear battle rap Competition Who winning this battle Who saying what Who had the hardest bars Who was the most disrespectful Why we like that And I just wanted to take it back In time And talk about a couple of beefs And where I was at in my life When these beefs was happening And what was going on and uh, the first beef I want to talk about that really hit my 
that really hit my radar. It was some before this, but this was the first beef that came across that people lost their lives. And it was Pac and Big. And I don't know if Big ever even acknowledged Pac and that beef. They said it was a West Coast, East Coast beef. But how can you have the whole East Coast involved in a beef with the whole West Coast? Like that was propaganda by the media outlets. And now that media has changed and we uh, control what's being said and what's right or wrong. We on YouTube and on our platforms, websites and stuff, the, the culture actually controls the media. So they was out of control with the promotion of uh, the Tupac and Biggie beef. And I don't know if. Last Warning or Beef or none of them songs was aimed at Tupac because Big was very good at being subliminal and metaphorically speaking when he was rapping. But I know Pac came out with that hit him up. And when that hit him up came out, that was that was that still might be to this day the hardest beef song of all time. And I just was looking at something as of recently. Diddy was talking about like how. That had an effect on him and how it would affect the count uh, when Pac came out with that record. Because he was talking about sleeping with Big's wife. Well, he was talking about sleeping with her wife. So, you know what I mean? His wife. So, at the end of the day, it was very disrespectful. But Diddy had to say something as of recently about it. And it's what he had to say. Like when we had got hit with Hit Him Up, mm-hmm. I had to make the call to Biggie. And I said... I said, we're not going to respond. Somebody's somebody's going to get hurt mm-hmm. if we respond, you know. And so, uh, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with it. But, you know, I could understand that perspective because Tupac hit us with hit him up. Mm-hmm. And that joint was cold. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to that. You know, we, we were actually like, like, um, Throwing people's turntables, a DJ would play that. We would just end the party and just just I just take t- that off. No, we would take the turntable. <laughs> we would take your turntables. You played, hit them up. You know what I'm saying? That's how. That's how cold mm-hmm. that that thing hurt to this day. You know what I'm saying? And then when Jay Z, I know Jay Z and Nas, they friends, but, but that's still that's still, you hear Ether coming out the joint. I still feel a way. I mean, I never felt the way we hit them up. You know what I'm saying? I never felt a, a, a way with it because I, I really laughed at it the way I was portrayed in the video. I saw the fun in it. But, but you know, I'm not going to play that at my birthday party. Right, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said that uh, if we respond, somebody's going to get hurt. If we respond, somebody's going to get hurt. So. Somebody still got hurt Big still passed away Pac still passed away from it So no matter if he responded Or if he didn't respond The outcome ended up The way the outcome ended up And uh, My thoughts on this record's like This record's is It's entertaining man It's entertaining But Going back looking at Over my life Looking over my life Like beef and this record's They last forever Because even though Nas and Jay-Z has uh, patched it up, they're doing phenomenal records together, I still think about that ether. I still think about, uh, what was the name? The take, I don't even remember the name. I had to hesitate to remember the name of the Jay-Z. So that should let you know who I think lyrically won that beef, The Takeover. That's the name of the song from Jay and uh, Ether from Nas. So... When I first heard both of those records They was two phenomenal records They was at their peak 
And those two records created Like Those two albums Stillmatic and the Blueprint One Are in my top five They can't be removed From my top five albums of all time And if I give y'all my I give y'all my top three albums of all time Right now before I even further on With the, the Nas and Hove discussion And the beef talk But uh, my top three is Kanye West My beautiful dark twisted fantasy Two Blueprint One Three Nas Stillmatic Them the the three best hip hop albums ever created to me. But that beef, it got personal. Hove talking about skeeting on Nas, baby mama seat, and all that old type, type stuff. And Gay Z and Cockerfellow Records. Ball, could he say that nowadays? Bashing him with uh, the LGBTQ community. Would they come out and defend Jay Z because Nas made a homosexual slur? Mm. We living in different times, though. But. Uh, the most epic thing about that beef and that uh, those albums was the interviews. Like I didn't know how important interviews was in the '90s and the early 2000s because people get their perspective across and their point across. And now we have YouTube; you can go back in time and see it immediately. But Nas had to say some crazy stuff. He went on Angie Martinez and he said, "This is the way that he felt about Jay Z releasing the." Uh, the takeover record And this is before He released Ether That's a key point too That people need to know Basically Ladies and gentlemen Holmes tried to bury me man He tried to bury me With take the takeover And And the fact that I came back Seemed that made him mad And I mean Why didn't he think I was gonna come back And then I You know I heard him on the radio And like he was mad At him coming out with an album What he want me to Curl up and die I think that's really sick right there and i think mm. you know at the at the moment when i had the show in rochester mm-hmm. the fans haven't heard ether yet okay so they wanted me to say something i didn't want to say ether they didn't know it okay so i had just thought of something on the spot and i was mad i, I didn't really want to say that i said rest in peace Aliyah, i love you instead of you in that plane crash it should have been but you know that's me speaking out of at the moment At the moment And no disrespect Aaliyah was a beautiful woman And a queen So obviously I wasn't dissing her When I said Rest in peace I love you Because I did love her When she was living mm-hmm. As well as now So I mean I, I definitely take that back I take okay. that one back Yeah that's what's up man Nas He's a dope individual And We gotta think about Those times when uh, That blueprint came out That was 9-11 it came out on the day of 9-11. Aaliyah had just passed away. Hip-hop was in a crazy space. And uh, another jewel, uh, Fabulous' uh, first album came out on 9-11 also, though. But, like, when I think about that beef and I think about the positioning in that, in that beef, we ain't living in... In, that, in those eras, we weren't living in the time where the disc record coming right back out because we can put it on... Uh, the internet in real time Like we living in real time right now Like the things that's going on It goes to the internet immediately Like this war This Russia-Ukraine war Like we seeing stuff in real time This is the first war that They can't edit the news And edit the stuff out And then let us see it They gotta let us see it immediately Because we used to receiving things immediately And while I'm talking about immediately Like that That beef that beef, we waited on Nas. Like, we had to wait months before Ether came back out. And that built up the anticipation. 
that built up the anticipation because the takeover had been out. It was like, dang, when Nas gonna respond? When he gonna come back? And then he came back with that ether, and it was crazy. It was crazy. But hey, man, I'm gonna promote myself for a minute before we get on to the uh, beef. You know what I'm saying? The beef uh, discussion. I'm gonna play one of my records. It's called Audis and Roy's, featuring me, my boy Chase. If y'all ain't uh, got up with Chase or y'all don't rock with Chase, go get up with him, man. He got that Bitcoin going crazy. But this the record, Audis and Roy's, Snake the Great. She know me, she say, don't they call you Ace? I say, I got my own label and I got my own publishing. Got my own management, so who you think you fucking with? I am not your ordinary, she know what I mean. She say, riding in that Rory ain't as far as it seems. I like what you saying, you the man of my dreams. I say, baby, don't you clean, I just gotta do my thing. I got that polo on my body, I'm riding the Audi. I'm riding for a Rory and I keep a pound of more. I got that polo on my body, I'm riding the Audi. I'm riding for a Rory and I keep a pound of Marty Audi, Rory, Audi, Rory, Audi, Rory, Audi, Rory, Audi, Rory, Audi, Rory, Audi, for Rory. <laughs> y'all gotta go check it out if y'all wanna hear Jack verse. Jack killed that record too, man. Me, Jack, and Chase, we went to work on that record. But um What I want to talk about, like the beef situation, the beef topics, like we got new age beef, and it's different because you get the stuff in real time. And uh the current beefs, they have been like I I felt as if Nothing was going to be harmed by a person The Drake and the Meek Mill beef I felt like nobody was going to be harmed The Drake and Pusha T beef I felt like nobody was going to be harmed I felt like that that beef was dead Right when right when uh, Pusha came out with that record The beef was over with Drake took the L He started talking about babies and I, Once you start having <laughs> people Children and wives and family members in the records It's crazy it gets to a point to where it's crazy And um, Meek had the opportunity that Nas had With the Jay-Z and Nas beef But he didn't take advantage of the opportunity Because Drake came out first When Drake came out first in that beef I thought that um, Meek was going to come back hard I don't even remember his response, his response I don't remember the bars I don't remember the song I don't remember nothing at all And um the reason that beef originated, I never knew until I heard Drake on a uh, a show as of recently. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, home- I apologize. That's the wrong one. Let's go. Let's go to Drake beef. If I remember correctly, it was based on a show that I didn't show up for. That was really was like the tipping tip of the iceberg. I think uh, we had we had a little miscommunication and. He was under the impression that I confirmed that I was pulling up to one of his shows. And I think it was one, maybe one in Philly. And, um, and, I didn't, and I didn't show up. And, you know, my management or somebody reached out to say I wasn't coming. <clears throat> and I think, you know, that being coupled with whatever, you know, conversations were happening amongst him and his lady. And, you know, him just kind of getting this idea. Maybe I don't fuck with him or whatever, whatever. Um, and, you know, he'll tell you himself he wasn't in the best mental spot at that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he just took a hard left mm-hmm. and uh, decided to just go for it and felt like he had that enough ammunition to maybe, you know, put a major dent 
in my armor or, or decapitate me, you know? And, um, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really good at, um, channeling those, those, that negativity and those pressures into pushing me to a next level where I just, I I go into a a calculated reactive space. Hey, if y'all on the uh, audio platform, come over to the YouTube channel so you can, uh, Check out the channel, man. Just check us out and uh, subscribe to the channel and, and view the content. We're doing dope content uh, at least weekly. Right now, this might be the last pile for a moment because, whoo, boy, I got a two-fake something serious right now. Something serious. You tell me, hey, them two-fakes, I'd rather have COVID than have a two-fake, to be honest with you, the way that pain felt as of recently. But uh, the reason I was talking about this beef talk is because we get beef in real time now. And we got the little dirt beef with NBA Youngboy. My nephew loved NBA Youngboy. He told me he was the hottest artist way before he became the hottest artist. He let me know that he was going to be the man. And he doing numbers. He outsold Future. He outselling a lot of people, man. His numbers is phenomenal. But that beef, when Dirk dropped that record, that video, to his up-and-coming album. And we're going to review his album on the channel also. Because Dirk fire right now He dropping nothing but heat And I've been listening to Dirk since Go Since the, the street series It was a series something the streets But um, I've been listening to him since Go That song Go was hard it, He sound more Chicago back then Now he got a little bit of Atlanta, Chicago It seemed like he done, he's well traveled Let me not say he's biting people's style Because he's well traveled But That video drop And Dirk that was so hard to me. It was ridiculous. And then by the time I went to sleep, because I seen the Dirk video at nighttime, by the time I went to sleep and woke up, young boy had a diss out. And his diss was hard. He was dissing more than Dirk. He just said, everybody hates young boy. So everybody hates him. So he just going in on everybody. It sounded like he about to explode, like he tired of uh, beefing and tired of talking about artists and being in the hip-hop game. But I hope nobody get hurt from this beef because this is one of the beefs. That could not be like Drake and Meek or Nas and Hove. It could be like Pac and Big, and lives could be lost. And what's crazy, before they uh, started beefing, before King Von passed away and their cliques had uh, intertwined into situations like life lost situations or whatever, Dirk had this to say about NBA Youngboy previously. NBA Youngboy do a mistake. Wow, for sure. I'm gonna stand on top of that. Damn, that's crazy. That's somebody you're a huge fan of right now. A young boy. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck with him. He got that soul, that passion in his voice, fuck huh? Him, fuck with him, like a hundred percent, like hard, hard. For sure. Like, yeah. He one of my, he, he my top five for sure. Be a young boy, dude. Man. So he bigged him up and said he's one of his top five that they should do a mixtape together, an album together, and all of that. Man, that's that's crazy, man. The way the game flip-flop. Because most of the time when you look at it, Nas and Hove, they was cool. He sampled one of Nas' records. He was actually Nas' little homie, to be honest with you, musically. Not street, in the streets. He wasn't uh, Nas' little homie in the streets. But musically, he kind of took the Nas route. Nas was the hottest in the world. His first single of his career was Dead Presidents, who he sampled, Nas. So it was one time that they had a relationship. Drake and Meek, they had a relationship. 
Pac and Big, they got pictures together. They had a relationship. Dirk speaking positively on YB, they had a relationship. Now it's beef. Every time you get into some beef, it's somebody that you was close with or that was close to you or knew what you had going on or what you got going on. And, and man, that beef situation, crazy, man, for real. But, hey, we're going to move on, move along from that, and we're going to get into a little bit of sports or whatever. I'm going to uh, explain something that I heard Charleston White saying, too. I'm going to break down my thoughts on something that Charleston White had to say. But, like, uh, I made a little post. It's on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere on my social medias about the Mount Rushmore of the NBA. I told you at the top of the show, the Mount Rushmore of the NBA. And my boy put me in my place. He didn't put me in my place in a negative way, but my list was the best I've seen. But I can't do that. If I'm going to put put the Mount Rushmore, I can't do what I just seen. I can't be, you know what I mean, not objective to the thought process. I got to be objective and include the people that statistically and for a longer length of time was better than the people that I put in there. So my, my previous... Mount Rushmore was Mike at one, Brian at two, Kobe at three, and Tim Duncan at four. Them the best I ever seen. And I kind of want to put Tim Duncan above Kobe. I kind of do. Tim Duncan was the truth. And I want to put him above Kobe because I'm more of a fan of Tim Duncan, but statistically, I didn't really research their statistics like that. And then... It was people that was leaving comments talking about where Magic and Bird at in the top, in the Mount Rushmore. Magic and Bird gotta be on the Mount Rushmore, but mm, mm, they ain't gonna make it. Uh, then my boy Scoop he made a post. He said, uh, "You got where will he pulled his statistics up?" I said, "Golly, he did that for that many years, but I didn't see him. Where will that? Where Kareem at?" He could go over uh, LeBron. I was about to say, John, let me cold up now. He go over LeBron. Actually, statistically at this moment, but Brian is still active. So for him to even be mentioned and still active is crazy. So I switched my list up. Tell me if I'm wrong in the comment section, y'all. My list is one, Jordan, two, Brian, three, Kareem, four, got to be Will. He changed, they changed my perspective. That's why I, I made the post or whatever. So people could, you know what I mean, have their point of view. But while I was talking about sports and the algorithm, it seemed like the stuff that I be wanting to talk about and, and be creating, it be just coming up on its own, the algorithm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm in, in North Carolina, in the Charlotte, in the Jordan City. And we support Jordan here in Everywhere in the world may not know some of the things that Jordan do. And they'll have negative things to speak on them because they don't see what he do. But we don't know what you do in your city. Jordan ain't, don't have to post on Instagram that he gave a million dollars to this, this such and such and did this for this such and such or whatever. But other folks do because it's, they, they're using it as credit so they can get more and have more people involved like they're giving back or doing something. But homie had something uh, negative to say about Jordan, and I want to uh, clear up, you know what I mean, the beef. Michael Jordan. Hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hurt. Any nigga dribbling the basketball up and down the court hurt our people. <laughs> Dang. 
Yeah, found if you don't mind. Uh, well, uh, uh, we need we need a uh, suicide bombers. <laughs> we need us uh, some niggas that get in the airplane, go to a, to learn how to fly a plane and fly uh yeah planes in the building. Nigga, they had it. <laughs> uh, uh, we need we need scientists. Uh, we need some people. We need some uh, uh, some physics, uh, well, whatever the motherfuckers is, to make the atom bombs, the nuclear bomb. We need some of them motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, we don't need no more jump high, run fast, niggas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan never gave us anything to honor off the basketball court about Michael Jordan. Mm. Michael Jordan haven't done anything great off the basketball court. And you're right, because I've been waiting for, like, with that type of power and influence, something great to happen outside of the basketball court, which I have not seen. Um, Michael, Michael Jordan won't even talk to us. Damn. I can hear that. I feel that. Michael Jordan won't even talk to us, homie. Think about it. that. Michael Jordan isn't ours. He's Nike. He's Chicago Bulls. Mm. Black people hadn't given Michael Jordan nothing for to say he's ours. Kobe Bryant ain't ours. Show me somewhere where a black person have a building with a Kobe Bryant jersey hanging. You got to remember the Lakers signed him. He the Lakers. He ain't ours. See, why do you expect more from people? For real. I kind of understand the point of view where he said we don't need no more uh, dribble the ball, run fast, niggas. We need scientists. We need this. We need that. I kind of understand that. But he, he said it in a negative way. We need suicide bombers. We don't need people killing themselves for... For for the change, that's that's I see that's the way that other people perceive it. Other races and religions perceive that that's the way you're gonna obtain power by killing and and taking folks' land and taking folks' property. But that cycle don't need to continue. To be honest with you, in a negative uh, from a negative perspective, I don't want it if I gotta get it from a negative perspective. Like if I rob somebody for a, a million dollars, how am I gonna enjoy the million dollars or appreciate the million dollars? Because I took it And that's why these countries and people Be falling back into the things they do though But In Charlotte like Jordan done spent hundreds of millions of dollars On libraries, on giving back On uh, creating buildings For people to live in At a lower income And people don't know about that Because that's local news and local business And uh that should be appreciated Because we living in times right now Where the real estate game And all of that ain't even You know what I mean It's it's spooky out here I had I have a visual that I'm going to uh, Pull up and put up On the uh, YouTube channel here Not the YouTube channel But the Facebook group here in a few I'm, I'm stuttering my words right now Getting tired on the pod dolo But um, if you go to the Facebook group I'm going to pull up uh, An experience that I seen in the uh, real estate market here in North Carolina And people 
don't appreciate the small things They want you to do something great at all times Something great for That you can see Everybody don't do multiple things great Some people don't do nothing great <laughs> For real I appreciate uh, what Jordan has done And don't expect more I don't expect nothing from nobody you, We shouldn't have expectations That people are going to do certain things For real man they didn't, he didn't promise to be a, a black leader or give back person. Some people ain't giving nothing back. You had the opportunity to get it just like I did. Get up off your ass and go get it. That's how some people feel. And individuals probably feel like I'm crazy for having that perspective, though. But that's just, it is what it is. Don't nobody owe you anything. Real talk. Hey, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in I appreciate the love all the time man We about to head up out of this thing man Peace, love, plenty of abundance Make sure you go get you some money I'm out Jackson Podcast.